Hello, everyone, and welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast about writing and taking it easy. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Someday I'm going to make that intro, like, really standard and smooth and not try to come up with it when I'm saying <laughs> hello, everybody. Um, but that day is not today. So today we are finished. This is it. This We made it. This is the last one about the Pixar's 22 rules of storytelling. Yeah. We have accomplished something. I feel like we need like fireworks or like confetti or something like that. Like we did something from beginning to end. Look at us. All things that translate really well to an audio medium. <laughs> we could just say there's confetti. No one will know. Okay, ready? Oh, look, all the confetti. <laughs> so messy. Uh, we won't have earned this confetti if we don't actually talk about the last two things. So the last two rules that we are going to talk about are number six. And number 13, I'll do number six. What is your character good at, com comma, comfortable with? Throw the polar opposite at them. Challenge them. How do they deal? All right. And number 13, give your characters opinions. Passive, malleable, might seem likable to you as you write, but it's poison to the audience. Because I, as a person, want everyone to get along. I want, you know, just everything to be nice. I always struggle with making things not nice for my characters because I it's like cringe comedy do you ever watch cringe comedy you know what that is no I have no idea what that is so it's like the office or curb your enthusiasm or Seinfeld where you watch people do awful things and you kind of cringe with them but also laugh at them yeah that's not my thing I mean I <laughs> I hate yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate that I hate it and so then if I identify too strongly then I'm like oh wait I'm not gonna put myself in this situation whereas last week we were just saying use yourself now I'm saying but not too much, which I think is pretty good for writing, right? It's always, here's the absolute rule, except for not. I love it. And for those of you keeping tabs, the things that most pop culture people like that we do not would be The Lion King, Game of Thrones, and The Office. Yes. There you go. We're rebels. We walk our own path to a certain extent. So yeah, so number six is what is your character good at, comfortable with, throw the polar opposite at them, challenge them, how they deal? And I think that's a really... we. we alluded to this a little bit before, making things hard for your character isn't a question of like torturing them, but it's a question of testing them. Yeah, you see in Ikea, they always have that their little chair and they have this little piston that's just like going poink, poink, poink on it all the time to see, you know, to prove that, oh yes, it can take this. It'll bounce, but it can take it and the chair won't break. And so you go, oh, I will buy that chair. You have to do that to your characters where you, you put a piston against them, literally just actual piston. Um, and Point, point, point. All their exactly their character weaknesses, because a that reveals character, which is always a good thing to do, and two, it makes for a most interesting story. Yeah, I often do the exercise where you take something, like you think, like what is the most devastating thing that I can make my character go through? Like, what's the thing that's going to have the greatest loss or the greatest um, impact? And then I'm like, how do I take that away from them? And then how do they respond to that? Because I do think they're right. Like. Mm -hmm. When you are dealing with something that traumatic to like your core identity or your sense of self or your definition of how you see yourself as successful, when that goes away, that's when you see the true qualities of a person, right? There's no pretending or glossing over it. Mm -hmm. Like you actually see people break down in those in those moments um, and you get to see what their real humanity and their real character is like as they try to process those things. And not to get too deep, but that's kind of what writing as a medium, as an art form is, right? It's study of humanity 
in in whatever facets that we can reveal. So in order to get down to the stuff that you need to show as a writer, you have to do that. And like another thought, if you don't know what those things are, um, if you if you look at a character and you don't know what the things are that they that they fear the most or that they're the most vulnerable about um, or what they're good at. I think that the nice thing about this rule is it starts from the positive, which is where you tend to think first, and then it kind of helps you get to the weakness from that. But if you don't have that, if you don't want to go to that that opposite place, you probably need to do more character work. And that's a good thing uh, that you can do in the revision process. Right. And thinking about what they're good at, I mean, like, I often will think about their history. Like, who were their parents? What were their parents good at? Like, what kind of environment were they raised in? So that helps me understand their values and how they might... Like, again, define success um, or what kind of skills and traits they may have inherited and that whole nature versus nurture thing. So those are all really great places to mine um, for different strengths for your character. So it doesn't have to be the obvious thing like, oh, they're a superstar uh, basketball player. They're like a, you know, super strong or they're a vampire. So they, they can heal or they live forever. Like, yeah, that's obvious. But like, go deeper than that. Yeah, I really like the idea of starting with the strengths and going the opposite direction. And that helps keep your character from being too cool and slick, which we've uh, discussed before is boring and kind of irritating. Because um, I think some the other problem that I've seen people have, and I think I fall into this, is I tend to make my character a complete and utter train wreck. Like, they can't do anything. And I'm like, okay, well, we've gone too far. Let's take some of these and let's build some positives into it. And... Uh, you can kind of go the other way with that. Yeah. And it's almost like I, okay, so I am not, I did not study psychology, but I have a handful of books that I use and they often talk about like the spectrum. And so there are different, like if you take an emotion like anger, um, there's different spectrums on that of how that um, is visible in our actions and our thoughts and our behaviors. And it's mm. almost the same kind of thing. It's like, you can have somebody who say, oh, well, they are this noble person and they have this kind of integrity and this is something that they value. But often when you take that trait, you can find on that same spectrum, like if you push the right buttons, it turns into something really negative. And if you, if you go to the extreme, it can be yeah. really, um, you know, difficult for that person to manage. And it can cause a lot of conflict in their relationships and in their success and how in them getting their goals. So that's a thing to play with too. A lot of these are on one spectrum and just going to the extremes is going to give you a, a wider range of material to use. That's a really good point. And it's also situational, right? So the, the qualities that in, one situation are complete strengths, things that make them superstars. You then put them in a different situation where those so same things that had, you know, and had it always worked for them suddenly are, are liabilities. Well, then we're going to see some interesting stuff happen. That said, the thing that always gets me about doing this is I always get scared that I'm not going to be able to figure out how to fix it, <laughs> right? Because I put the character in such a, a bad place. That I'm like, oh, God, well, now what? I've completely, you know, I, I know this character's one weakness and I have exploited it and now I've destroyed them. <laughs> but that's not the point. <laughs> so you got to back off a little bit. You just need a, a good writer's group or an editor. <laughs> and, and characters can help each other. Everyone needs help. God knows. It's so funny. You're saying like, oh, yeah, I got these psychology books. I'm like, I have therapy. <laughs> Years of therapy. <laughs> um, I've done good that for too. You. you need it. Everyone needs it. <laughs> All right. So the other the other one that we're doing is talking about is number 13, 
which is giving your characters opinions. And I think this is gold. And it's a, I think it's a nice exercise to go through to, to sort of explore who this person is, is to give them strong opinions on things. And what you can do is you can start from the issue and say, you know, and, and depending on when the thing is, like, I'll I, like, I'm writing something in the 40s right now. I have a character who says, I think war is bad. We shouldn't be going to war. It's a terrible idea. Well, then I can start peeling away. Like, well, why? Why would this character feel that way? Now that I've taken this strong stance, let's let's build up what's underneath it. And I can start to come up with ideas about this person's personality and this person's background and what kind of person would feel that way. And I find it very helpful to keep my characters from being all the same thing every time as I give them a strong point of view and build backwards. This is so critical. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just so important to having three-dimensional, well-rounded characters. And I think in um, film and television right now, we're in this weird place where folks are either over-dialing on the opinions or like afraid to touch it because they're afraid like, oh, we don't want to be too political or we don't want to offend people or we don't want to do X, Y, and Z. And it's really important to remember that characters and authors are not the same thing yeah right so just because a character in your story has a certain opinion doesn't mean the author has a certain opinion and that's that's reality like everybody has an opinion and they're entitled to those opinions and we need to be comfortable sharing them but also then questioning or challenging or um, showing the implications of those opinions in the work and the story as it unfolds yeah, there was a thing going around in our Facebook group about uh, with these quotes. Um, they were like describing women in a terrible, terrible way. Now, some of them were really stupid where the person had a, what was it? They had like something as like in their vagina. That that was really stupid. Um, yeah. But, you know, the people were getting mad at the authors for writing women in this terrible way. And with most, almost all of them, it wasn't, it was just a really shitty character. So it was a shitty character saying shitty things about a woman. And we know, like, we know that's bad. But And so you can't say, oh, that author's terrible. Um, and I had another thing and I forgot what it was. I hate when that happens. So I think what 13 is telling you to do is to be brave. And especially in early drafts, like, be brave. Oh! Do you remember? What was it? I remember what the thing was. Can I say what it is? Yeah, yes. Can I say it? Okay. Um, it was the opinions. They don't have to be, like, political. They could just be about yes. things. You know, like, their opinion is... I should dress up every day. Like, it's very important for people to look nice no matter what they're doing. So that's the thing. And in fact, those those little things probably are a little more concrete. So they don't have to be about, you know, large-scale national things. In fact, I would say they're better if it's the proper way to brush your teeth or the proper way to raise a child or the proper way to read a book. That That sort of stuff, I think, works just fine. Yeah, I think especially depending on the type of story – that you're telling, right? Like, again, if, if it doesn't make sense for them to be talking about political things or war or whatever it is in your story, then don't do that. Like, that's mm-hmm. a weird opinion to throw in. Um, and it may throw your readers off. But like, 
yeah, think about the context of the story that you're telling. And if it's like about a family and it's it, then like, yes, those opinions about how you raise children or how you discipline children or how you <laughs> unroll the toothpaste and use the toothpaste and what do you do? Like that's everyday life. We all have yeah. opinions on how we should live and how we should interact with the world. And you want to show those in the, in your writing and think about making sure that all of your characters in your book have different opinions. Like you don't want everybody just agreeing with your protagonist. And that's the trap I often fall into is like, they love and adore her. So everybody agrees (laughs) with her all the time. And that's boring. Yeah, that's a really good point is to to look at the uh, at the spectrum of, of opinions and uh, vary them up. But there's such a it's such a helpful tools. Like, well, what do they think? What do they think? Just that idea of a strong opinion, I think is such a great gift that you can give yourself. Like it get opinionated. Hey Melissa. Hey Mary. I think it's time for it's time for confetti. We've done it. <laughs> we talked about all 22 rules of storytelling. We know them all. We've examined them. I think I'm going to remember them maybe. Um yeah, this is really cool. You can't see me, but I'm doing the like Carlton dance from the Fresh Prince cuz I'm so excited. Nice. I'm uh I'm just just doing sort of like this goth dance. So like this is the sort of thing you do to like um like a ministry song. What is a goth dance? You just like gliding along the floor. Well, it's just very dramatic, very emo. Yeah. Cuz that's who I was in the 80s. Anyway, that is the end of our episode for this week. Um the we mentioned this last week as well, but please, oh please, oh please, ratings and reviews that would help us so much. And the way you do it, I put instructions out on Twitter. Um, you have to go to the place where you look for podcasts, not for where they are. So like the directory or the store. If you go in there, that's where you can leave a review. And you know, click the stars. Five would be great. A couple, like a couple words, a sentence, not much, just about how delightful we are, really. And it's not just to feed our egos, although. We can't deny that. it's It will help other people find the podcast because there's algorithms that go that say, okay, this many reviews means this is a legitimate thing. This isn't just some crazy people that stands to be determined yet. Um, and it'll come up in more searches and things. So that's why we're so keen on it. Word. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've uh, we've finished everything we're going to say this time. So um, writing is hard. So take it easy. I am Mary. And I am Melissa. Bye. Bye, everybody.